Pelican season is less than a week away. What are the team's strengths going into the year? We're going to cover it in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday, less than a week away from the Pelicans season opener against the Philadelphia 76ers. What are the team's strengths heading into the year? Where are they going to be really good? Where are they going to really excel? And how does that give them an advantage on the court against their opponents? We're going to look at a couple of areas. I think there's really three out there. Rebounding, pounding the ball inside, generating free throws, and actually a little bit of depth out on the wing and the advantages that can give you and some of the versatility it can give you. So we're going to get into all of that in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day, free and available five days a week for you all. No one else talking all things Pels with you in a stretch like that. So let's get into the show. But before we do get to the the first strength of the team, we do need to acknowledge kind of the elephant in the I guess hotel room here. Um, and that's the Zion Williamson stuff. You know, we are supposed going to be getting an update uh, on him from David Griffin soon, Willie Green said after practice, <clears throat> excuse me, that he's been in there, he's been doing his stuff. We've heard, I've heard conflicting things about that too, or to what degree, but you know, it doesn't sound like this is going the way that you, dear Pelicans fan, would have wanted it to go. Anyone in the organization would have wanted it to go. Maybe even Zion himself didn't want it to go this way. But it doesn't quite sound like he's going to be ready for the season opener, despite David Griffin and Zion Williamson both saying that he's going to be ready. We'll see. He's been around the team. He's been doing some stuff. Has he been doing enough? What's going on there? Maybe we'll get some light shed on this by David Griffin. Supposedly, the team's waiting on scans still. Even if he got the scans yesterday or the day before, they might be waiting on those. They might be trying to get a second opinion, too. We just got to kind of wait and see. There's no point in speculating and freaking everyone out about all this until it's all kind of out there. And so we'll cover it here on Lockdown Pelicans whenever that is going to be the case. So let's look at the actual team and all of these three strengths we're going to talk about, of course, kind of come with if Zion's healthy and he's playing for the team. So three areas I think they're going to excel in this season. Number one rebounding. This was a really good rebounding team a year ago. They were third in the league in overall rebounding. First in offensive rebounding, it's no real surprise, but also third in defensive rebounding. They were really good, really two in defensive rebounding if you're looking at rebound rate. They scooped up, gobbled up 26.3% of their misses. Whenever they missed a shot, about a quarter of the time they get the ball back. That's huge prevents empty possessions, gives you second chance opportunities. It can mean that if your offense kind of sucks and you're not generating good looks, you get the ball back and it's usually right around the rim, right? 
put back like that is one of the most high efficiency shots in the league. The Pelicans excel at that. That's a lot to do with Zion Williamson getting his own board, right? He's so good at that, that second uncanny leap that he has where he just jumps up and gets his board and is able to put it back in. It's also because of a guy like Steven Adams last year, who was a very, very strong offensive rebounder, able to get a lot of those misses from the Pelicans. Because I think in terms of offensive rebounding only, there's a bit of a downgrade from uh, Valanciunas from Steven Adams. You won't quite see it be exactly the same as it was a year ago. But I think they're still going to be a very good offensive rebounding team. And when you look at them overall, basically all of these guys can grab boards. Everyone's going to play significant minutes for this team, can really rebound and has some size and length. And so I think it's still going to be a strength. And look, defensive rebounding is maybe more important, you could argue, for this team than the offensive rebounding is. And they were good last year. They scooped up. 80% of opponents misses. So opponents were getting one out of every five shots back, 20%. It's best, second best in the league. That's big. This team needs to kind of make their bones and their money on the defensive side of the ball. And you got to do that by getting stops. And one way you get stops is grabbing defensive boards, not giving up second chance opportunities to your opponent. And New Orleans seems to be in a really good position to be able to do that, to terminate possessions again. This does a number of things. One, it prevents the opponent from scoring. Two, it lets you get out in the fast break. You can't run fast break. You can't really play fast when you're inbounding the ball from under your own net. The opposing defense gets back, gets set. You got to run a half-court set against them. And the Pelicans, we'll see if that's something that they're really going to be good at doing or if they're going to struggle this year. So defensive rebounding, I think, is still going to be a significant strength for this team. And I think it actually might be even better this year to a certain degree. I think we'll see Zion improve on the defensive rebounding front. You've got Valanciunas, who's a good defensive rebounder, too. Billy Hernan Gomez is a pretty strong defensive rebounder. Jackson Hayes is growing as a rebounder and did a very good job last year. You still have Josh Hart. You have a guy in Nikhil Alexander-Walker who grabbed about the same defensive rebound rate as Lonzo Ball. 14.3% to Lonzo, 14.1% to Nikhil. So it's about even there with him kind of stepping up and replacing some of the slack, at least on the defensive side of the ball and rebounding that a guy like Lonzo Ball, who was a good rebounder for the point guard position, um, no longer being here. So overall, and then you add in Trey Murphy, who's clearly been able to rebound. Najee Marshall, who's the third best, you know, in terms of defensive rebounding rate on the team last year, playing significantly more minutes and having a larger role. They're going to be a really good defensive rebounding team again. Devontae Graham, not so much. Valanciunas is, is above average, but not necessarily elite at defensive rebounding. But you know what? They got enough talent overall to be able to be really good at that. Terminating possessions, getting their own second chance points. It just makes things better. One, you know, a defense feeds to the offense there. That's that's what you want to see out of this team. And I think there's still going to be a strength of theirs as we get towards the regular season. So what about some other strengths of this team? Let's look at free throws, causing fouls, drawing fouls, I should say. All of that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Sweatblock. Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Look, these things are important if you've ever dealt with excessive sweating where you're just kind of like sweating for no reason it's not really that hot you're just kind of talking and it's happening it's embarrassing it sucks 
if you want to fix for that, the sweat block antiperspirant wipes are the absolute way to go. It's stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants, and you simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to sleep, next morning you wake up, wash, go about your day without worrying about sweat guaranteed. I know it sounds too good to be true, but these things are doctor created, doctor recommended, and even better, they work up to seven days per use. So you can put these on, they're gonna be good for up to seven days. That's awesome. You don't need to worry about it and that excessive sweating. And they have the dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. It's really that simple. They've got over 13,000 reviews that they want you to go read over at Amazon, and they're the number one bestseller right now in the Amazon antiperspirant category. So get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com when you use promo code locked on or at Amazon or CVS. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We are free and available five days a week on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts, and of course on YouTube if that is where you prefer to watch. And for your second listen, go check out Locked On Saints with host Ross Jackson. He's probably one of the best Saints people in the business right now. It's that good. He gives you insight, breakdowns, everything you want. Go check it out over the Locked On Saints podcast. But here at Locked On Pelicans, we're not talking about Zion stuff. We need a break from that today. We're looking at where the the Pelicans are going to have strengths next year, where they're going to have advantages over opponents. And one I think that really stood out last year and in preseason even this year was getting to the free throw line and drawing fouls on opponents. These two things are obviously kind of interlinked. The Pelicans were very good at this last year. Again, with the caveat that as long as Zion's healthy, this will continue to be a strength. And in fact, the Pelicans were the second best team when it came to free throw attempt rate. And that's the number of free throw attempts per field goal attempt. So how efficiently, basically, are you drawing fouls? Are you doing that at a high number? Every time you, you know, it's basically your number of um, shooting fouls that the other team is, is causing. That's a really good thing in a situation to be in because the free throw is the number one most efficient shot in the NBA. That's what you want. You want those. And the Pelicans were very good at getting to the free throw line last year. Number two, over 26 attempts per game. A lot of this has to do with Zion being unstoppable down low and all people can try and do is just foul him. We saw it get to the point where David Griffin made a show of it at the very least that fouling caused an injury because it's open season on him because uh, refs weren't going to call it that many times against him. And to an extent, it was true and it worked. And Zion last season got to the free throw line almost nine times per game. 8.7. That's an insane number. Brandon Ingram got there at 2.5 or sorry, 5.2 times per game. And it sounds like especially if Zion's not there to start the year, he's going to be able to do that even more efficiently and more next year, right? He talked about putting on muscle to try and play down low to be the one that delivers the blows to opponents rather than him receiving them. It's going to want to help him finish at the rim. So more shooting fouls as opposed to just going for two shots at the free throw line. Get the and one, sink it, cool, three-point play. It's also going to just mean he's going to be doing this more in higher volume, and he's a good free throw shooter. You want him going to the line. He shoots almost 88% from there. So this team's going to be really efficient at attacking the basket, getting fouls, and then going to the free throw line. And if they can improve, 
their free throw shooting. That's where they struggled last year with it. They were second to last in the league at 73%. If that number goes up, it's going to add just points. Points getting like kind of thrown into the Pelicans like bucket their scoreboard, right? By doing that. Basically, every time you move that percentage up, it's more points going in. That's going to help you, obviously, win games. That's what you want. You want to get more points than the opponent. You want the free ones. That's why they're called free throws. That's why it's called the charity stripe. So the Pelicans can definitely do that. But there's also kind of the flip side, right? Well, if you're if you're getting fouled and going to the line, it means opponents are picking up fouls. And the Pelicans did this in spades last year. Second best when it came to drawing fouls. Opponents fouled them 21.3 times uh, per game last season. That's a lot. You saw it in the Orlando Magic game in preseason. Mo Bamba fouled out in like the half, right? In like 10 minutes of action because the Pelicans were relentless down low. And they've got guys that can do it again this year. Zion, Brandon Ingram, you have Najee Marshall who can get to the free throw line a good bit. Jackson Hayes showed off nice a nice shooting stroke from there last year. He's only going to get better this year. You have Nikhil who's fearless and wants to attack the rim. And if he starts to get fouled, he's going to be going to the line. And that's a huge upgrade over Lonzo Ball and what he didn't give the team last year. And so I see this working out pretty well. Plus, you have a guy in Valanciunas who hits shots. He can go to the free throw line and make them. And he likes to play some bully ball down low. This is a team that's going to have this as one of their strengths. Again, you want to see them pounding the ball inside, scoring points in the paint, getting those free throws, and trying to foul opponents out or putting them in foul trouble and making those guys go to the bench for a little bit. That's going to be huge. And if the Pelicans want to win some of these close games that they're going to be in an area they struggled last year, it becomes a whole lot easier when the opponent is missing players because they're fouled out. So do it. I think the Pelicans are going to be able to do a really good job with this coming up this season. So what's the final strength I had? And let me know in the comments down below on YouTube, right? What do you think the three biggest strengths for the Pelicans are this year? Where are they going to have an advantage over opponents? I'd love to see what you all have to say about this. Uh, and I love the comments on YouTube. Um, it's a lot of fun to see some like at times trash. But other times, really good debates in there, and I enjoy it tremendously. Um, so make sure you comment on YouTube uh, if you watch the show there, and subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. So coming up, they actually have some wing versatility, and that has kind of ripple effects throughout the roster. And we'll talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, the season's almost here. And that means you want to get into the game, and there's no better way than betonline.ag. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season, plus all your NBA futures and NBA game lines, contest props, whatever it might be. It's the number one source for everything sports betting, from football, basketball, whatever it is you might want to bet on. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And don't forget, use our promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. You put in $100, you're getting $50. You put in $1,000, you're getting $500 back. It's free money. Make sure you take advantage of this. Whether it's football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season over at betonline.ag. It's the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Betonline.ag, where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. Again, Locked On Saints is your second listen. Ross Jackson is awesome. Keeps me informed on the Saints. I don't have a ton of time. I do this. I watch basketball, do other stuff. He keeps me up to date on everything I need to know so that when my friends want to talk Saints, 
I'm ready. It's like social currency, right? I want to be there with it in spades to be able to spend. He keeps me up to date with all that. So make sure Locked on Saints is your second listen every single day. All right, talking about the strengths of this Pelicans team. We just went over rebounding. We just went over free throws, pounding the ball inside, drawing fouls, kind of all one in the same thing. Here's one that's got a little bit more of a nebulous meaning to it. They have some wing depth in kind of a way we really haven't seen before. I love this. Switchy wings, 3 and D wings, guys who show some promise. You need a ton of those. Wings, wings, wings in the NBA. It's not just what for, I'm not even going to keep doing the joke. Um, it's it, that's, that's what you need. You need shot creators and you need 3 and D wings. The Pelicans have some 3 and D wings here. Um, or just wings in general. You Brandon Ingram who can play out there, not quite 3 and D, but maybe he wants to play on that side of the ball. It sounds good so far this year, but he's definitely that kind of scoring wing. But you also have a guy like Najee Marshall who looks overall like, a, like an above average player, right? Not like just a replacement player. It's not like a Garrett Temple, a Tomas Sadoransky who you could replace with almost anyone else on, you know, in any team. He's a guy you want to have. He rebounds, he plays defense, he guards multiple positions, he can put the ball on the on the ground a little bit, he can facilitate enough, I wouldn't call him good there. He does kind of just enough of that, right? That's useful. It means you could put him in the starting lineup at the three and move Brandon Ingram to the two, and now you have more versatility than you've really ever had before. And that's not even to account for a guy like Trey Murphy, right? He can play the three. He started at the four for this team as well versatile wings who can shoot the ball and guard a couple of positions and rebound too, and both those guys can. I think that's big. Again, it unlocks certain lineup combinations that New Orleans wouldn't really be able to do otherwise, right? Until Najee Marshall really came along last season, you could never have seen Brandon Ingram playing the two. You know, and you you could throw Josh Hart in this too. Hustle guy who rebounds, doesn't shoot threes. Or doesn't make threes, I should say. But as a useful tool there as well. Guys who can guard multiple positions, grab boards, terminate possessions, and to get the ball to Zion and the rest of the guys who are designed to score while also spacing the court themselves. You couldn't have played B.I. at the two last year. That wasn't going to work. You you might be able to this year. If they put a lineup out there of one of Devontae Graham, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Brandon Ingram at the two, Trey Murphy at the three, Zion at the four, and Valanciunas at the five, you're not going to be upset with that. You're going to probably be pretty excited about a lineup like that, actually. That's probably the lineup you kind of want to see. And with Trey Murphy, who might be able to guard fives in this league, that's awesome. So they've never really been in a position like this before. And it gives me some excitement to at least have that versatility, which means we should see some like really fun and exciting lineups this year and not lineups that just make us groan. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I don't I don't quite know yet if this team's going to be good or not, right? But at least they should be really interesting. And if you're kind of a basketball junkie and you kind of live from some of this stuff, this team's going to be fun to watch just for the different ways we're going to be able to talk about lineups, rotations, things like that. And it's because they have that wing depth, which also means they can throw a number of different guys out there to try and slow down some of those premier scoring wings in the NBA, which, you know, there's there's not a ton of, but it's tough to cover them. And when you lose Drew Holiday, who used to defend that spot, well, you need guys to step up. Well, you know, Trey Murphy will get there eventually and we'll trust him there. I don't know right off the start of the year, but you'd feel fine with Najee Marshall drawing some of those assignments, I think, knowing that he's got some kind of help from these other guys if they need to switch, things like that. I feel good about kind of some of the depth on the team because of that. And I'm excited to see the weird lineups. Let's get kind of strange here in what, what might be a long year in New Orleans. So we'll find out. 
So those are the three strengths that I see. There's, there's other ones they have too, but those are three that really, really jump out at me. Let me know in the YouTube comments down below what you think the three Pelican strengths are. What are yours? And I'll definitely comment on those when I get some time tomorrow. And that's going to do it for today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. We'll get an update on Zion hopefully very soon. Tomorrow we'll look at weaknesses on this team. Where are three areas I think they're going to struggle? And what does that mean for the season? But these are the three strengths for right now. Let's be optimistic today. Come on, let's be happy. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And we'll be back with you all tomorrow.